Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I'm Josh Buchan. Today we are studying Yavamot 84. So we're looking at Yavamot 84a, where we actually begin a new parak. It's the ninth parak of Yavamot. And I'm going to read the Mishnah. There are women who are permitted to their husbands and forbidden to their Yavamin while others are permitted to their yavamin and forbidden due to their husbands. Certain women are permitted both to these and to those, and others are forbidden to these and to those. And these are the cases of women who are permitted to their husbands and forbidden to their yavamin. So we have the case of a common priest who married a widow, and he has a brother who is a high priest. The same is true in the case of a priest disqualified due to flawed lineage. We have the son of a priest and a divorcee who married a woman fit to marry a priest, and he has a brother who is a priest fit for service. Another example that the mission gives is we have the case of an Israelite of, of unflawed lineage who married an Israelite who also does not have uh, any problems with her lineage. And he has a brother who is a son born from an incestuous or adulterous relationship or a mom there who married a daughter born from an incestuous or adulterous relationship. And he has a brother who is an Israelite. So I could go on here for a while. The mission goes on for for uh, quite a little bit longer. the The point that I want to I'm trying to make here by by reading all of this is that the Mishnah presents us with many different possible cases. But anytime we have a listing of anything and sort of any law code, the 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 list that it provides to us isn't comprehensive. It's not it's not going to offer us every possible permutation of every possible case. Right, so this is sort of the way that law codes tend to work. In my somewhat limited experience, is these sort of present us with examples, and then when someone would be advocating law, they sort of go back to that initial law code and look at those examples and try to make parallels between case A and case B. Case B being the recorded case in the law codes. And what's interesting about this mission is it's actually a fairly long mission that's presented here at the beginning of the parak. And one of the early questions that the Gemara raises, they bring up this great phrase, they bring up a phrase called the Tana Vishayar, which basically means that when the Tana taught this Mishnah, the Tana taught some cases and omitted other cases. And what I like about this phrase is that it's basically the Stama de Gemara mentioning what I just said, which, which was that obviously, you know, whenever you have any kind of comprehensive list, you can't include every case, right? So, so, so even the most comprehensive list that we have is not going to be comprehensive. And the Gemara raises this question, right, of saying, no, 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 this is Tana Vashaya, right? There are other cases which which could be included, which were not included. And from there, the Gemara kind of goes on to ask, what does it mean? What else did, what else was omitted that could have been included? And it goes on to sort of list other sort of ancillary cases that aren't mentioned by the Mishnah, but could sort of fall into the same category. And what I'm so fascinated about in this discussion, when they bring up the phrase Tana Vishayar, is, is 
is it possible to have a case? Can we find any instances where we have a list where it's not Tanavish Shayar? Can we find any case of a list? And I'm not even just talking about the Gemara, but in general, you know, it's impossible to list all of the cases. And yet by the Gemara, bringing up this phrase, Tanavishayar, as a contradiction, right, but by, by sort of saying like, wait, 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 hold up. The, the Gemara, the Gemara is saying like, the Mishnah hasn't cited every case, right? They seem to be implying that it's possible to have a Mishnah, to have a case where every possible permutation is laid out. And I was sort of thinking about this phrase sort of in, in, in relationship to this Mishnah, because as I said, it's sort of a long Mishnah. And uh, I think that the Mishnah does do a good job laying out many different possibilities and permutations. But I was thinking, like, could you find a case where you would have a listing of something and that listing would be totally comprehensive and where it, it would cover everything? And I think that th this is impossible. So I'm kind of struck by, and now after existing this tension between this phrase, Tana Vishayar, and the reality of what it means to use language to communicate any kind of idea, right? Because the words that we say, every word that we say, every sentence that we make is a choice, but it's also a choice to not include something. So any sort of list, any statement, any, any saying that we have is by definition going to include some things and exclude other things. And it's funny to me here that, that the Mishnah and the Gemara are sort of in this conversation, they're sort of in this dialectic between what's included and what's not included. But to me, the whole thing seems a little absurd because it's impossible, I think, to find a case where it wouldn't be Tanavishaya, right? Where, where you would have everything included in one, in one umbrella. And I think that this sort of speaks to like a larger point that I'm trying to make, which is, which is the way that we sort of view our world, right? Like our world is composed of an assorted, an assortment of different pieces and parts. And any kind of conversation that we have with someone it doesn't matter who, you know, whether it's with our, our, our parents or family members or friends or lovers or whatever, like inevitably we are distilling the essence of our reality into something which is sort of a, a poor facsimile really of our existence. And I think that this is also the underlying sort of a philosophical point that, that the Gemara is trying to make when they raise this, when they bring up this phrase, Tana Vishayar, right, which is that it's impossible really to ever translate the reality that we see with all of its colors and nuances, all the beautiful things that make it what it is, into sort of a, a nice, concise, and yet at the same time, honest reflection of our reality. Because the reality is, is that our world is sort of too big. Our world is too expansive. Our world is too exhaustive to ever be nicely contained within, within a simple list. So you're always going to have this, this tension which the Gemara raises. So I, I guess I don't really understand fully the question that the Gemara raises when they say here, Tana Vishaya, when they say, when they say, you know, the, the Tana taught some things and admitted other things, like, that's what we do when we have conversations with people. That's what we do when we have relationships with people. When, when a mother or a father asks their, their child how his day was at school and the child says, you know, whatever, it was good, we played football and I had a math test. Like he's choosing to admit some things and choosing to to uh, include other things, right? Because if he were to include every possible thing, right, you know, we wouldn't be living. We would just constantly be be spending all of our time sort of repeating the nuances and the minutia of our day. Um, but at the same time, right, you know, any kind of any kind of choice that we make, any kind of choice that we make to include something, is also a choice to not include something else, whether we realize it or not. And 
I guess I just see this this Gemara as existing in that tension, right? Where where it's uh, recognizing the reality of our existence, which is that our world is too big to be contained, and also it's acknowledging that for the sake of the Mishnah, for the sake of law codes, for the sake of life, we have to make these choices about what we include and about what we don't include. This has been the Daily Daf Differently. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.